Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Rolling Toe with trucking experts Kevin and Mike Beckett. This is the show where you ask the questions and we give you the diagnosis on how to get the most out of your truck. We'll talk about avoiding wear and tear, knowing your suspension and axles, and how to get more mileage from your tires. We're on the audio road. Let's get rolling. Well, well, this is Mikey. This is Kevin. And we were going to get rolling, but we had flat tire. How flat? How flat? Well, they were shaved completely off down to the rim. (laughs) That's pretty flat. Uh, That's literally a flat tire. And you could inspect the air without having to take anything apart then. (laughs) Just look at it. There it is. (laughs) All right. We're going to try to answer some questions today. I realize some people are all tied up watching a football game that's already lost. Uh, The first football game was kind of exciting, but the second one is kind of, okay. Um, we we really had questions of whether or not we should try to to do this, but we decided we may as well because look at what Carolina's doing to Arizona. And there were some people who don't care about football anyway, so they would have listened anyhow. That's true. Yeah, you know, there's there's some of them. So in either case, um, we're here to answer your questions about tire and handling problems. We're here to find out where the heck you really are, if you have any clue about that. Uh, we're also interested in myths and legends. If you have anything that uh, you've heard and you want to know if there's any truth to it, just bring it up. We'll talk about it. Sasquatch type things. Yeah, I love Sasquatch. I think that's great. The abominable snowman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's a hero of mine. Um, can duct tape fix a puncture in your tire? There's a good one. Okay. <laughs> duct tape can fix anything. If you have a question or a comment, please push one on your phone dial. That'll put you up in the queue so we know you're there. If you push it twice, as we've told you before, you will erase yourself from the universe and we'll never hear from you again. Um, Right now, there's nobody with any questions or comments, so I'm going to sit here and start telling dirty jokes and stinging ditties. Yeah, I'm concerned what's actually going on is these are the people that typically record the show anyway. Yeah. So they weren't worried about listening. Yeah, they just kind of turn it on and (laughs) record it and listen to it later and see what goes on. Whatever. We're talking to ourselves. Well, there's a couple of people up there that want to talk to us now. So, uh, of course, they may be the only people listening. (laughs) Maybe. We'll find out. We'll find out. All right, what phone area code you got? 806. 806, and I haven't got my cheat sheet out. Lazy. So what's your guess? My guess for 806, North Carolina. No, it can't be North Carolina. I'll be watching the game. Uh, Texas. You're right. (laughs) 806 is Texas. You're really getting good at this. It's a big state. It's easy to get. Yeah, and a blind squirrel finds an acorn once in a while. All right. Now, the question is, is he in Texas or is he stuck in Philadelphia? (laughs) I'm sure he's in. He's in Texas. He's in Texas? Yeah. It's hard to get out of there. Yeah. All right. Let's, Makes a long let's click him up and see if he's got a tire problem or a myth and a legend. Hello, 806. Yes, sir. How are you all this evening? We're doing pretty good. And yourself? I'm doing good. I'm in the Texas Panhandle, which is a different Whoa. part of Texas, but still Texas. It is. Uh, yeah, that's seriously North Texas. Yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> Yeah. So what can we do for you tonight? I have a question on an alignment issue or handling issue. Okay. Got a 2014 Peterbilt 389. Got it. I jacked it up today, checked the bearings. They're all tight. I'm getting some road walk, chasing the cracks, kind of hunting. Yep. Checked my front toe. I am towed in one Thirty second. Well, now, now, now. Okay, that's great. How did you check it? With the uh, duct tape tape measure. Okay. Okay. So, so you, good. Okay. So you measured on the back. You rolled it forward. You measured again, and you did it when you were empty bobtailed, right? Correct. Okay. Your truck probably empty bobtailed is carrying about 10,500 pounds on a steer axle. Would that be close? Yes, sir. All right. When you load the truck, you push down on the front axle. The top of the tires will kind of 
squish in a little bit because the axle's going down in the middle. The bottom of the tires try to go out, but the tie rod can't get any longer, so all the out movement at the bottom is toe out. So when you take okay. that truck from ten five to 12,000, the tires toe out. That's why okay. a thirty second or a zero toe reading when you're bobtailed is too close to zero. You need a sixteenth. Yep. I suspect you only need to if you loosen your tie rod and put a pipe wrench on it, and if you are behind the axle and you're pushing up on the pipe wrench, okay, Forward. up would cause it to toe in. Forward pull on the, on the pull passenger it, side where there's no Yeah, pull it down would cause it to toe out. All right. Now, if you turned okay. it a quarter, but if you turned it a quarter turn, you changed to a quarter inch. Would be way too much. Yep. If Correct. you turned it an eighth of a turn, it would change an eighth of an inch, which is probably a little yeah, bit too much too. Yep. All you want to do is change it just a little bit. Lock it up. Go for okay. a test drive with load on it. Your road wandering will probably be gone. Right. Just the smallest change. Now, yeah. okay. There is, there is and, one more possibility on a Peterbilt. Okay. Okay. Years ago, and I haven't looked at the model Peterbilt you're talking about, but years ago, if you looked at the steering gearbox on the left side of the truck, both the input and output hydraulic hoses were hooked into one side of the steering gearbox. And because the gearbox was tilted, it wasn't standing perfectly up and down, they were actually coming into the bottom side of the gearbox. Now, this allowed air to build up in the steering gearbox, which would give the truck a tendency to road wander. Okay? okay. Now, a few years ago, I was looking at some peats, and I noticed that they had changed that, and now the input hose came in in the bottom, and the output hose came out of the top, which means the minute you shut the engine off, all the air would percolate out and go to the reservoir, and it wasn't as big a problem anymore. But if changing the toe doesn't solve your problem, the next thing I would do, or even before you change the toe, flip the hood up and look at the two hoses and see if they're both on the bottom side of the box. Okay. But the fact that the following cracks is sort of... It's, it's probably toe out. But right. we, got, we got a 90% chance that's what's going on. Yep. Okay. Um, on the same truck, on the rear drive axle... Mm-hmm. Right-hand side, I've had this truck, and I'm really embarrassed to say this, about 15 months. Mm-hmm. One of my U-bolts on that axle is not sitting in the in the cradle on top of the spring. It's oh, my goodness. actually on the spring. <laughs> that, that, that could be part of your problem, too. <laughs> it could. Now, i got to ask one you. One out of four, right? Yeah, but no, one's bad. You it need them both, bad. okay? Now, what kind of rear suspension is on this truck? Is it the low air leaf? Yes, sir. Okay. Ooh, All right. Man. Yeah. You you need to get that fixed, and that probably is not causing it to follow cracks, but it could cause it to tend to road water a little bit. It yeah, because it's, uh, it's, it's an underslung suspension. It's it's no, it's not underslung. It's the low air leaf. Oh, low air. I'm sorry, not the flex sorry. air. Yep. 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 The the cradle that runs across the top of the spring there, the back mm-hmm. U-bolt is sitting in the cradle. The front U-bolt is not. Yeah, you need to loosen it up, pop it up on top, get it down in there, tighten it down real good and tight, and uh, make sure it stays there. Or maybe replace it. Well, the question I've got is how it got out of there in the first place. Mm-hmm. It never has been in there. I bought the truck brand new. It's day one. You might, day you might one. just different u-bolt you might need to get that one out maybe the one next to it and replace both it's hard to say if i could get it in there if i was out there and i i loosened it up the threads look good i'd slip it up in there and i'd tighten the sucker down and drive it okay do i need to have the alignment rechecked after i do that uh i'd just drive it if it drives straight it drives straight especially when, once you've got that toe i mean you know it's a 30 second inch which is just a little too little yeah and like the closer it is to right the more annoying the road wander. Yeah, the closer you get to zero, the worse it is. Yeah. So if you just tow it in just a little bit more and tighten it, you get that U-bolt situation taken care of, and then drive it and everything's fine, I wouldn't mess with it. Now, there's one more thing you can do before you start messing with the U-bolts. Take a tape measure and measure from the rim on the front drive axle to the rim on the rear drive axle on the left side, and then do the same measurement on the right side and see what your measurement is first. 
then loosen the U-bolt, put it in place, tighten it all down. And if everything stayed the same, I wouldn't get too excited about it. Yeah, you haven't changed anything. Okay. Okay. Oil Medics is who did my alignment in uh, Fort Worth, and truck drives really straight. Good, no good. No at all. But good. in December, I noticed this U-bolt was out of whack, and I haven't had the chance to give you all a call and ask about it. So. Yeah. It, it, okay. Things things can happen, you know, so I just put it in place and tighten her down. And like I said, I'd measure the tram. It's called tram from one axle to the other. Measure the tram first when I'm tightening it down. If the tram's the same, rock and roll. Yep. Okay. Very well, good, buddy. You do the Thanks, same. Sir. Drive safe. Well, that was interesting. That was Texas. Texas. It was Texas. And you guessed it. I did because I guess Texas usually. You usually pick Texas. I don't know. It's a big state. Probably in Texas. All right. We were discussing Texas earlier today. We live in Iowa, and we've got these stupid caucuses and stuff going on here. Uh And it's really annoying to all of us people in the state who really don't give a darn about this stuff. And we were saying, why don't they do the first caucuses in the U.S. in Texas instead of Iowa? I'm not. I'm not going to speculate. It's still that. the middle of the country. I, is it who? Who is doing getting the biggest favor out of this? Uh, I don't think that the caucuses would matter enough to Texas, or the, the first in the country would matter enough to Texas to put any money in it. Well, they don't matter enough to me. <laughs> definitely don't matter to you. We've got all these reporters in town. We got all these politicians running around. We got phone calls ringing off the hook. We got all these crap showing up in the mail. Right. Uh, Okay. All right. Enough. Enough of that. What's our next phone number? Oh, we got a few. Three zero four. Okay. What's your guess? Uh, Give us a good guess. Maryland. That was real close. Was it? It's actually West Virginia. Huh. Wow. Yeah. You're getting you're you're psychic <laughs> on this today. Psychotic. Yeah, a lot of two. All right. Let's <laughs> see where he's at. Is he in West Virginia? Is he in West? Uh, yeah, he's stuck there. He's stuck in the blizzard. <laughs> Okay, let's find out. Hello, West Virginia. Are you there? Hello. Hello, we can hear you. All right, all right. I wasn't sure if you used to meet yet or not. Are you? I got a question. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. minute. Are you stuck in West Virginia? Virginia. Yeah. I'm not stuck. I I dug out a couple hours ago because I had to go to Columbus and. And uh, make a quick turn around and go back to West Virginia. So okay, so right. no, so not there now. But but my question is, I got a, a No Five International ninety two hundred, and uh, I didn't have any problems with it. And when I had my last PM done, I had them put on the uh, balancing rings on all three of my axles. Okay. And immediately, immediately. Uh, I got on after they got it all buttoned up, got on the interstate, headed down the road, hit 60 mile an hour, and it looked like the hood was going to fly off the truck. Well, that's it, ugly. It got a very, very bad shimmy, but you don't necessarily feel it in the steering wheel. It's just your mirrors are all vibrating. Uh, can't really drive out of it either. From about 60 to about 70. Uh, it, it just costs you everything takes on a truck. Okay. Don't feel it in the steering wheel. Don't necessarily feel it in the steering wheel at all. It doesn't, you got just a little bit of a jerk, but I mean, you can let go of the steering wheel and it'll still go straight. Okay. When you don't feel the vibration in your steering wheel, but you feel it in your feet and, and in the seat and the shifter, that's coming from the rear end. Okay. Okay. Well, if it's a rear end vibration, not a steering vibration. Right. And the okay. fact that they they put the balance rings on, did they put it on all the axles or just the steer? They put it on the steer and both rear axles. Okay. I would go back to who put them on. Okay. And okay. I would make sure, and I would have them check them and make sure that they're all working. It's it's easy. You you just rotate the wheel, and if you hear the sand or the beads in it rolling, you know they're working. And the second uh-huh. thing I would want them to check is to make sure that it's put all the wheels on straight. If something back there is crooked, it can give you a hell of a bounce problem. 
Right. Okay. That's that's kind of what I told them when I noticed it, and they they told me to drive it a couple of days, see if it got any better because the sand might be clumped up in inside the rings itself. Oh or bullshit! If it doesn't go away, yeah, that's kind of what I thought. And they <laughs> said if it didn't go away, then I I probably had a bearing issue. And bullshit. I, I think. I think they're blowing smoke up my butt. What I think. I believe they are. Well, not a... Take it back to them. Make them take the wheels and the, the stuff off. Make sure it's right. Put it back on. Do a quick test drive out on the road. And if it ain't better, take it back. Tell them to take them off. Right. Okay. okay. That, that's what I thought. But I just, I figured you guys were on here. I'd, I'd ask just before I went back. So I was a little more confident. Yeah, I'd, I'd go back with a big stick. <laughs> you got those you got those balance rings to make everything better, not worse. Yeah. Do you know what brand they exactly. are? Exactly. Uh I can't remember right offhand. Centromatic or Balance Master? Centromatic, that's the one. Centromatic. Okay, they make a good yep. balancer. If there's a problem and if the balancer's bad, they'll take care of it under warranty. Right. If it's installed okay. improperly, it's up to the guys to put it on wrong. Right. And like you said, it's easy okay. to, they're not, you, if you spin it, you can hear the beads inside there rolling. They're not clumped up. Right. Yeah, now, did they change, did they change tires I, or anything else at the same time? Did they change tires or anything else at the same time they did this? I lost him. I think we lost him, too. Hello. Okay. Well, he's got his answer. Take it back to him. It's an installation problem, and let's get it sorted out. Okay. All right. Well, Very good. Uh, 917. 917. Your choice. Your choice. Uh, Tennessee. New York City. Okay, he's in New York. He's an upper New Yorker, I think so. He's stuck. He's stuck. <laughs> he ain't going nowhere. <laughs> He's one of those 500 trucks sitting out on the interstate. Uh, yes. Yeah. That's where he's calling. He's uh, been in the truck for 13 and a half hours. He's looking for somebody to talk to. <laughs> All right. Let's find out. If we can send him Hello. <laughs> Thank, you, sir. Thank you for taking my call. More than happy to. Do we need to send a rescue vehicle? Um, actually, no. I am in dry, warm Florida. Warriors in Florida. He saw the storm coming and he left. <laughs> no, I left 12 years ago and never looked back. Good for you. Good for you. Are you are you one of those guys that when he went to Florida, he put a snow shovel on top of the truck and they kept asking, what are you doing with the snow shovel? And he kept going south. And what are you doing with the snow shovel? And he kept going south. And then this one guy in a gas station says, what the hell kind of shovel is that? And he unloaded and said, this is far enough. <laughs> uh, close to I, 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 once I left New York, I just left the shovel right there, and I didn't travel with it. Okay. <laughs> so what can we do uh, for you? Uh, four things I would like to discuss with you. Um, first thing, I have a 1999 Freightliner FLD, and I run uh, XDA 3-plus Evertread on the steer tire. Okay. On, on the right side steer tire, on the second rip, coming outward. There is a groove developing in there and getting uh, worse, actually. What can mm-hmm. you possibly call it? Well, the first suggestion I got is uh, how much inflation are you running? Uh, 110 PSI. 110, and the sidewall tire calls for 110, right? Um, yes, sir. Okay. I like 120 better. That second groove tends to be because when you step on the brakes... The load goes to the steer axle, and then the footprint of the tire buckles a little bit because it doesn't have enough pressure to keep it flat. And this is this is a problem that's developed with the newer generation rolling low rolling resistance tires. We didn't used to have this issue, but we now got it now. Got better yeah. low rolling resistance tires. We're seeing trouble with low inflation. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm they're not wearing out anyhow, so I will be replacing them soon. So that's good to know. Um, second thing, I'm looking to change the wheel bearings I'm out on the truck. It's an older truck, and I'm doing a rebuild on every system on there possible. I completed the engine last year, and I will be starting with the wheel bearing all the way out. How tight okay. does 
the wheel bearing has to be there? How tight? Well, there's a procedure that depends on whether you're doing the adjustment with a bear hub or if you have the tires and rims on it when you're doing the adjustment. The simplest uh, way for us to help you with that is if you go to our website, we have a video library, and there's about a half-hour-long video on how we like to check and adjust wheel bearings, and there's a chart on it that shows you how we like to set them. Uh, what's our website? Uh, mdalignment.com. Okay. All right. Good enough. Um, third question. Um, I'm out here in Daytona, Florida, and I looked up your MD alignment over my I guess. I guess. Uh, it says that um, the international dealer here uh, in Daytona um, use your program. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay. Just want to make sure that they were doesn't blow and smoke up me, you know, with, with that, I, because. I want to get it aligned. So, okay, great. I'll go ahead and make an appointment once I get the tires on to um, get that um, aligned. Um, sure. At, at the CMC, when I attended there in 2012, um, you were there, and you spoke about a book, a little book that you had that can identify different tire wear patterns. How right. can I get that book? Well, there's two ways you can do it. One is on our website if you can – you go to there, you can find the book, and you can order it. The second way okay. is if you go to Kevin Rutherford's website, uh, you can order it off of his site, too. Right. Yeah, I need to get that to uh, keep with me at all times. But right. uh, thank you so much for taking my call tonight. All right. And if you get into the wheel-bearing stuff and you have some issues, feel free to give us a call. Okay, great. Thank you, sir. Have a good night. You, you too. Bye-bye. Thanks for calling. Okay. New York phone cover phone who is a refugee in Florida. Right. Kept his New York number. <laughs> Kept his New York. Well, they're keeping numbers all over the place. You don't know where they're at. We had that guy in, in, in a California number lives in Florida and driving through Arizona. Right. Yeah. I remember him. Right. Okay. All right. So what do we got? Uh, 520. Yeah. 520. Uh, in Colorado. You're again getting close. It's Arizona. Arizona. You're psychically moving across the United States in company with these. It doesn't really. Okay. (laughs) And is he there in Arizona? Is he in Arizona? Yeah, probably still. He was probably going to Carolinas, and now he's really feel bad. (laughs) (laughs) Let's let's find out. Let's see if he's a Carol. uh, 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 Yeah, we haven't Maybe they've caught back up. They maybe. Who knows? And my OBG Hello, Arizona. Uh oh. I hear something going on, but it doesn't sound like us. Put him on hold. Yep. We'll go back to him. All right. Don't put a state in it. Don't, 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 because don't put a state in it, and we'll go back to him. You put the state in there, we'll think we already talked to him. Don't put the state. I don't care which one he is. Just leave it blank. There we go. Okay. All right. What's the next one? 608. 608. And your your psychic feeling? Well, 806 was Texas. Yeah. 608. Yeah. the polar opposite from Texas. Yeah. And that would make it? Uh, Massachusetts. (laughs) Wisconsin. Wisconsin. (laughs) It did go north. (laughs) Yep. Didn't go that far east, though. No. Well. Yeah. Okay, Let, is it, we got a cheese head here. Okay, six oh eight. And is he in Wisconsin? Uh, not if he's smart. He's smart. He's <laughs> south. He's uh, south someplace. Yeah. Let's find out. There we go. Hello, Wisconsin. Uh, evening. How you doing? All oh, fair to Midland. How about you guys? Not bad at all. It's not snowing here. I was in Philadelphia on Friday and got out before the snow hit, so I'm doing real good. Ah, a little bit of powder doesn't hurt anybody. Ah, uh, yeah. Two foot of it, though. <laughs> a lot does, yeah. That's right. So are you in Wisconsin or are you out of there? Ah, uh, no, I'm over here in Slowhio, making my way Slow toward Ohio. the east. Hey. Trying to get east? Yeah. Yeah, I'll be heading over toward Canton. Uh, well, well, that's not too far east. Okay. So what can we do for you? 
Well, I got a couple of questions here. I've been driving for a little over 20 years here, and I had an alignment done at a local uh, shop, and for the first time ever, I uh, witnessed the the alignment guy do something I've never seen before, and I was wondering if it was a common practice to do this, but uh, I told the gentleman there that I had the uh, truck was pulling to the uh, fog line pretty good. Right. And uh, so I had to steer, you know, toward the zipper. And uh, so he does his alignment stuff. And then the next thing you know, he's uh, undoing my passenger uh, U-bolts on my steer axle. And he shoved a tapered wedge in there. And he put a bigger wedge in it, but did not replace my U-bolts up front after uh, loosening them up. And he had to torch them up to remove the bolts. Uh, or the nuts, rather, and then went to the local store and got some new nuts and then put that wedge in and said, okay, you're, you should stop me uh, driving to the ditch or your truck wandering to the ditch. How is by putting a wedge between the axle and the spring have anything to do with your truck pulling one way or another? This is sort of like one of those myths we were talking about. Well, it, it, it is a fact. It's, that, it's a common practice. Yeah. If you have an independent front suspension, like yeah. on a circle track race car, right. you increase the caster on the right side or decrease the caster on the left side, and it will make the vehicle go to the low castered side or to the left end. So people who are trained that way on independent suspensions think that if they shove an extra caster wedge in the right side of a big truck, and then tighten the U-bolts down, you're going to twist that front axle and put some caster in it. And you will, in fact, get a little caster. In sense, you do, yeah. If you put a four-degree wedge, which is a very thick wedge, yeah. on a 12,000-pound front axle and tighten the U-bolts, you will get about a one-degree twist when the truck is sitting still on the rack. The problem is, as you drive down the road and hit bumps, as that leaf spring gets compressed and more loads on it, the caster increases and decreases through bump and droop and turns your steering axle into a torsion bar. And it's a common complaint once that's done is when you hit a bump in the road, your steering wheel wants to chatter. So it's not a recommended procedure according to the axle manufacturers. Right. What we have found works or what, what the situation is, is they're using the caster wedge to cover up for an alignment condition that they couldn't find, didn't find, didn't want to fix, or were trained to fix. Right, so right. They just they throw a caster wedge in. They say this is going to solve the problem. It's a band aid. Uh, yeah, but it was never the actual problem, so it doesn't really fix what they think it's fixing. Does that answer your question? Well, that's yeah, that's one of them. There, I, I pretty much figured he was you know cuckoo for cocoa puffs, so I just let it be. You know, I was like. Yep. Okay, if you think that's actually what, you know, I'm like, all the years that I've ever had alignment done to fix a a uh, problem with a truck uh, pulling one way to the other was always in the rear ends. Correct. Uh, you know, readjusting the rear ends alignment, and that would stop your truck from going one way or the other. Um, yep. The other thing, I, I've got a heavier front end. I've got a 13-280 front end. And mm-hmm. the the question I have, my front end's rated for uh, G-rated tires. Now, no, H-rated. Or, or not, H-rated. H, H-rated tires, correct. Correct. Now, would that make a big difference as far as, you know, only using G-rated? Uh, I know they're like $80 difference between the the G and the H rated series tire by having that heavier tire up front because I've got a 660 uh, Studio uh, 2012 with the Packard motor in it and would that affect um, the the ability to uh, put more weight up front? Uh, I know if you have your your H rated series up there, I can go 13 280. But being so we only went with the H or the G-rated tires, I can still only go to the uh, proc, the uh, 12,000 range. Now, being a heavier front end like that, does that affect the the amount of life that I can expect out of those? 
steer tires being so that I went with a lighter steer tire up front, knowing that the front end is rated for heavier. Okay, all right. Let, let, let's deal with two facts. First of all, if you're only carrying 12,000 pounds up there and you run 12,000 pounds worth of steer tires, the tires are going to do just fine because they don't give a damn what the axle is. Okay? Okay. All right. Second thing is you have the possibility, not the probability, the possibility that some smart DOT guy is going to look in your door jam and see you got 13 two front axle and he's going to look at the tires and write you a ticket for having the wrong rate at rated tires. So he can he can give me a ticket for not having H rated Enough. tires. Correct. And as long as I'm under or right around that 12,000 pound range up front, he can still give me a ticket for having the wrong rated tires up front for that axle? That's my understanding. Wow. I have never heard that before. I figured, well, as long as, you know, you can only haul what your tires are rated for, irregardless of what the axle rated is. Well, this would this would take, I don't know what you call your levels of inspection, but it would take a level 1 or level 10 or something inspection for a guy to go out there and look at your vehicle and look at the tires and look in the door. Going across the scale ain't going to give a shit. Or well, I've had that actually gonna... issues like that, though. They they came out and checked when I had H-rated tires on here, the last that I had. They've mm-hmm. actually came out of the scale house because I was up around 12, 9, 12, 9, almost 13, yep. up front. He came out and, and physically looked at my tires and then gave me the thumbs up and then the way I went. Exactly. And yes, and you got to remember, there's also 50 different sets of DOT uh, books out there because every state does their own. So who knows what you're going to get depending on what the DOT agent is. And what kind of attitude that guy's got that morning when he got out of bed. Right. Right. Yeah. Now, the, now as far as the, the dollar difference between tires. Like you said, 80 bucks. 80 bucks. Uh, the, the higher rated tire actually will also last longer or more consistently wear. Yeah, we have better experience if you run a heavier tire. Well, that's what I was trying to negotiate with them there, but they just uh, decided, well, we're only going to put the G-rated tires on because it's going to save us 80 bucks, And yeah. so I ended up having well, I... to slide my fifth wheel back to accommodate, you know, the lack of uh, weight that I could put up front, which also increased the distance between the back of the sleeper and the front of the trailer, which now I've got a more of a, of a wind gap back there, and I've, I've noticed that my fuel mileage has dropped because of it. So Yeah, I take it that this is not your truck. No. Yeah, yeah, okay. So we got a guy that's penny-wise and pound-foolish here. We've, we've seen them before. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I I would run H rated tires. If I had a if I had a twelve thousand pound front axle, I would probably run H rated tires anyway. Because having reserve capacity in your tire always gives me better life. Well, I figured it was the the uh, uh, better compound because they make them uh, a little bit more durable, so you could no, get better uh, mileage has life. Nothing, has nothing to do with the compound. It has to do with the internal structure of the tire to carry more weight. The sidewall you're talking. Uh, not necessarily the sidewall. Could be the bead. Uh, could it could be, the, could be the actual tread itself. It's less likely. They are less likely to buckle and give you that second drip depression. Yeah, they have heavier belting. They have heavier bead. It's just a. a it's just a better built tire. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Well, I appreciate you guys' thoughts. Thank you. Not, not a problem, buddy. Have a good day. Thank you. Wisconsin right. in Slow Ohio. <laughs> Yep. I like that. Cool. Do you want to try that other guy again? Not really. Not really? We've got a lot of... Okay, let's go through some of you. What do you got? we got uh, 937. 937. Sounds like a nice place. Actually, take a guess. Jamaica. Actually, it's Ohio. <laughs> okay. We had a Wisconsin call from Ohio. Now we got an Ohio calling. I yeah. he's in Wisconsin. Now he's in Jamaica. Jamaica. <laughs> let's find out. Well, if he's in Jamaica, he ain't calling us. <laughs> Hello, Jamaica. Hi, guys. Uh, thanks for taking my call. You bet. Yes, you are correct. It is Ohio. Are you guys experts in... No, I've got a list in front of me. 
Are you experts in uh, phone prefixes, area codes? No, 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 no. I have a phone list sitting right in front of my desk here because I got tired of being wrong. So he cheated. I was like, anyway, talk about steer axles and tires. Uh-huh. I've got an H-rated Michelin on my steer, even though it's only a 12,000-pound axle. Uh-huh. The sidewall says I can DSI to 120, and I'm putting mm-hmm. 125 in it. That's and good. And I've got good tire wear. Do you think 125 is good enough, or would you push it a little more, or what do you think? Well, here's the rule. If you've got a 12,000-pound axle, the minimum inflation you should run is 110, because that's just barely enough to to carry the load. So on a 12,000-pound front axle, I like to see 120, because it gives me 10 pounds of reserve capacity, okay? You're running 125. I like that number real good on a 12,000-pound axle. Now, if you had a 13.2 like the last caller, and you had an H-rated tire that said 120, I would want 130. Now, the only trick with that is you have to make sure that you have a 130-rated rim, because the rim is where the maximum pressure is is stamped. Right. Yes. Uh, What uh, has your experience been with uh, Kenworth had some fiberglass front springs that were lightweight. Hate them. Hate them. What problems do you see? Um, They weren't, in my experience, dependable enough for the long haul. I've seen them shatter. Uh, uh, They just, I, I didn't like the quality of the spring. I didn't like the way they stood up over a long time. Okay. How, what age, you know, somebody would abuse it or when you saw a shatter, was it just from abuse off-road or? No, just just, just from age. Five, 500,000 miles and, and, uh, and the springs were going to kaput. Okay. Okay. I'm just wondering if I want to save a little bit more weight. But uh, one other question about suspensions on Kenworth. Uh-huh. Uh, if I get a glider kit, my suspension options for the tandems is an AG380, an yep. AG400L, and an yep. AG400 with no nomenclature. Just So there's a 380, 400L, and a 400. Which do you okay. like the best? The 400 series is an eight-bag series that has no leash springs at all. Okay? Uh-huh. And it's a nice ride. They're easy to work on. I don't have any real problems with the 400 series uh, on today. The first conversions to 200 and 400 were a little problematic. Yeah, 200 is like, but the 400. 400 is pretty good. Is yeah. Good All right. Now, the 380 is the one with the big curved leaf spring that's called a flexor on a Peterbilt. Okay? Don't yeah. Really get... I, I, don't, I don't like it. It's got too move, many moving parts. The U-bolts have a tendency to get loose. Uh, it can tend to have vibrations when you're real light or heavy, and under heavy torque, you'll get a driveline vibration out of it. If if I was going to buy one, I'd buy a 400. What the, do you know what the difference is between the designation of an L and nothing? Pizza shit out of me. I never heard of that either. Yeah, so, I don't know what an L is. The L is the lightweight one, but, but no, they do I want have the four. another four-bag one that looks like a low-air leaf. It is a low air leaf, and that's a decent suspension. That's a good suspension. Okay. No arguments on that one. No yep. arguments on that one or the 400. They're right. The okay. 400 heavier. Okay. Mm-hmm. I've got an old school AG100, and it works great. You know, it's yeah. a little heavier. Yep. Yeah, if you like a 100, go to a 400. Yep. Okay. Okay. Thank you, gentlemen. Not a problem, buddy. You have a good day. You too. All right, that was Ohio, right? That was Ohio. We had a Wisconsin in Ohio, and then we had an Ohio in Ohio. Right. All right, what's our next one? Two, uh, this one's 203, which is Kansas. 203 is Kansas? Yes. You're sure? I'm pretty sure. You're absolutely positive. <laughs> of course it's Connecticut. <laughs> <laughs> but he's in Kansas. He's in Kansas. All right, awesome. let's, let's try that. Right. I think he's in Jamaica. 
Hello. Uh, north of Jamaica. North Jamaica. That's right. I knew it. North Jamaica. <laughs> also known as are Connecticut. You, are you stuck in the snow? I am not. Actually, Connecticut only got two inches. And New York City uh-huh. got two feet. Yes. Yes. Go figure. So you're not. Are you going I'm, south now? I'm, I'm actually in New Jersey. Joysy, all right. From a New York perspective, Connecticut is like a thousand miles away, so it's not a surprise there was such a difference in snow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'm actually on my way into the city. Uh, ah. So, I tend to run pretty high pressures in my tires. I, I, like I run that. 130 all around. Good. And uh, and actually, to the guys that were talking about H-rated tires, uh, I run H-rated even though I don't need to uh, mm-hmm. up front, and I love the way that they wear. They wear like iron. Yes. Uh, yes. It's the only way I will go. But uh, so I, I run H-rated. I run 130 all around. But I have a real problem finding uh, – uh, places where I can actually put 130 in the tires. Correct. So I'm considering trying to carry some type of pump with me. Do you guys know of a pump that I can plug in, or is there is there a way that I could safely turn up my pump, my well, what, uh, my air system? What is the maximum pressure you get on your truck compressor? 120. So your truck compressor, the air on it, it only goes up to 120. Yeah, it goes to 120 and then it kicks off. Okay. So I was wondering, can I turn that up? I don't know. I'm not not qualified to answer that question. Okay? Okay. But I have been to a lot of truck shops. And we tell them, look, you need to run 120 in your tires. And they say, what are you talking about? Our, our shop compressor only goes to 100. I say, you need a new compressor. Right. Okay. Um, the other choice, there is another choice. This is a rather uh, delicate discussion when we get into this one is. Um, you, you need to carry a stock of refried beans and an <laughs> anal probe. I tried that already. It didn't work. I couldn't get the pressure <laughs> quite up high enough. So, the tires right, exploded. <laughs> <laughs> After I went to Taco Bell, they did. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it is you a problem trying to find you. <laughs> it is a problem trying to find enough pressure. There's there's no doubt about that. Yeah. And right. I don't know, so I don't I'm know thinking of carry maybe an electric pump or something on the truck. And I, I, I don't know of one that'll go to one. Recommend one. I don't. I don't know of yeah. one that'll go to one thirty. And it's not just a matter of having, you know, one hundred and thirty pounds pressure. It's how much volume do you need to air the tire? That's it's a lot of air you're putting in there. Yeah, the other choice. Right. There's, there's another strange choice if you wanted to go this direction. Find yourself a good pressure tank. When you're someplace that will give you one hundred and thirty psi, air up your portable pressure tank that's strapped to your drum plate and have a hose off of it and then when you need to make up some air you take it off of your your tank the the problem is that it would have to be a bladdered tank in order to maintain the 130 psi while you're taking air out it, it just gets all kinds of complicated it does yeah i i actually have a cup but i know that none of them are bladdered I know yeah, and if they're not bladdered, the minute you start taking air out, the pressure drops real quick. It drops down, right. Yeah, of course it yeah. does. Uh, yeah, I, you know, this is, it's such a hard, there's, in, in the route that I run, a 1,100-mile a, a round trip, there's one place that I know that can give me good, clean air, and that's it. It's the one place. And granted, I go by there every other day. But with the fluctuation of temperatures, especially this time of year, yeah, you know, I feel like I'm doing myself a disservice by waiting that extra day to put the air in. It could be. I also that, try to air it up when it's coldest out. Yes, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. Because as it warms up, it's just going to increase the pressure. Right, because I, as we know through your teachings, 
that too much is is okay, not enough is never good. Exactly, exactly. And then tires prove it. Okay, so the answer to my question is we don't know. We don't know. I don't know. Not qualifying to answer the question of how to get more. That's always a legitimate answer. (laughs) I will continue to search for an answer, and when I come up with one, I will find one. I will call back in so in case somebody else wants it. And we will post it on our Facebook page and every place else we can think of. All right. Fantastical. Thank you, buddy. You have a good day in Jamaica. I will. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Okay. We got another caller there. And where's he from? Uh, The 651 area. 651. That sounds familiar. Is it not Iowa? No, it's not Iowa. It's just north of Iowa. Minnesota. It's a Sven and Ollie question. Hey, Sven. How you doing? (laughs) How are you guys tonight? We're doing great. All right. Yeah, I got a question for you. I have a 2003 Peterbilt 387. And okay. I got Bridgestone uh, sorry, I got M710 on my drive. Yep. Yep. I'm having really bad heel toe wear. Yeah. On them. Yeah. I've had alignment I've had alignments done to it. I've had it's it, not alignment. They told me Pardon me? It's not alignment. I uh, you think it's out of alignment cuz I No, yeah, it's Alignment does not cause heel and toe wear. Heel and toe wear comes from engine torque and brake application. Okay. And different tread designs are susceptible to the twist that occurs as the tire goes through the footprint and the engine torques on it. And as it comes out of the footprint, the lug slips and wears off the back half of the lug. So it's like a heel and okay. toe wear. So it's a heel and toe wear. Now, if you have disc yeah. brakes, we have some trucks with disc brakes, and when they step on the brake, we get the heel and toe real bad because the same edge that flips coming out of the footprint is the edge that tries to stop your truck when you step on the brakes. Okay. Okay? So as we change tread designs with the same engine or the same brakes, some tread designs really look bad heel and toe, and others don't look bad at all. Okay. Because uh, I got about forty thousand miles on these, yep. and I'd say I think they're less than fifteen thirty seconds on them already. How much horsepower you got? Five fifty. Yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> do, you, do you realize? Yeah, I, I, try, I, I try keeping it smooth, but oh, I, I, you know. I know that. But do you drive on the cruise control? Yes, I do. Uh, and as so, much as I can. Okay, let me let me let me lay out a scenario for you. I love that word scenario, okay? All right. Way back when we had 400 horsepower engines. Okay. We had clutches that had three friction pads on them. We had certain right. size gears and bearings and shafts in the transmission and the drive shafts and and the rear gears and everything. And then we went right. to 550 horsepower engines. And now we have clutches that have either five or six friction pads on them to keep the clutch from slipping. And we have heavier gears and bearings and shafts in the transmission and bigger drive shafts and universals and heavier rear end gears. Do you know the size of the footprint under the tire is exactly the same size now as it when we had a 400 horsepower? Guess where all the slippage is occurring? Yeah, the slippage is no longer occurring. It does not occur in the clutch. It doesn't occur... Throughout the the rest of the engine system, it's doing at the foot. It's doing at the footprint. Okay. Now you're driving on cruise control. When you had a 400 horsepower engine and you hit those rolling hills in in Iowa, and and you might have some up there in Minnesota. I don't know. You had to downshift (laughs) a little bit. You had to downshift a little bit to go over the little hill, right? Well, with the cruise control and a 550 horse, that some bitch just pulls you right over the hill, doesn't it? That's absolutely yep, yep. And the tires doing all the work. So it's just gripping. Yeah. Basically. Okay. Yeah. Is there is there any what tire would you recommend for something like that? Is this something that I continue to have a problem with? Well, something with large lugs. Or ribs. The, the straight ribs don't do it because there's no way to heel and toe, but you don't get to tread depth. Okay. Right. But if you yeah. find a tread design with larger lugs, you'll get less heel and toe. The smaller the lug is, the more mobile it is. Okay? Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. I will have to, I'll have to check that out then. Yeah, something to look for. Yeah. 
That's okay. A, that's a, Appreciate it. Thank you. Not a problem, buddy. You have a good day. Yes, you do. Thank you. Bye. Sven and Ollie. You betcha. <laughs> what time is it? It is uh, 51. 51 minutes? And there's another guy down there. Yeah, well, it's, you know, we're at 51 minutes. so. But there's another guy there. Yeah. Do we need to talk to him? Yeah. You think should? What's his number? Uh, 612. I want to guess this perfectly. You want to guess it? I want to guess it perfectly. So what is it? 612. 612. Your guess. My guess on where 612 is? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Arkansas. You're going to guess Arkansas. Now, I'm going to guess very carefully and perfectly here. <laughs> Same state the guy just talked to. It's Minnesota. Minnesota. <laughs> you think he's in the state? No, I think he's in Arkansas. Okay, let's find out. Right. Hello, 612. Are you there? Hello? Hit the we would like to talk to you. Nobody's there? Nobody's there. We got dead air. Okay, close that up. Slide down. Is there somebody below him? No, there's nothing. There's nothing else? What about that other one that wouldn't answer the phone? We try Let's try him. And what's the phone area code again? 520. 520? And where do we decide that was? I'm going to look. Arizona. Arizona. Let's try Arizona. He's listening to something else and he's, calling us at got, the same he's time. Recording us. Is that what he's doing? Yeah, and he's watching something. Boy, I'm impressed. He's watching the football game. While we're waiting, let's look at the football game. Come on, flick flick the tab up there. Let's see what the game's doing. Forty nine to fifteen. The Panthers, two minutes left, two minute warning. Well, I guess Panthers are going to San Francisco. They're gonna no doubt about that after the first They're gonna meet up with the Denver Broncos. Now who do you think's gonna win? The old man or the young kid? I'm thinking it's Carolina. They just look too strong. I wanna see the young kid win. Do you know why I wanna see the young kid win? I don't know why. Because my grandson wants Denver to win. <laughs> that's just me. If he's it yeah, well I you know, it's just the that's the way I roll. <laughs> Folks, it has been a good time. We've answered some questions. You've got some laughs. We will do this again next week. Will we? Why wouldn't we? I don't know. Right. The Super Bowl isn't on next week. Around, right? We're not going to do it on Super Bowl night. We're not doing the Super Bowl. So no. Forget that one. No, but next week is an open night, right? <clears throat> what? Next week's an open week. Open. Yeah, so we'll do one next unless week. We're, unless you're going to watch the Pro Bowl. I don't care about the Pro Bowl. Pro Bowl. Nobody watches the, Nobody watches the, Pro, Bowl. Watch the Pro Bowl. No, they don't. <laughs> it's just an excuse to go to Hawaii and get drunk. <laughs> All right. You guys have a good week. We appreciate your time. Bye-bye. <laughs>